Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Thursday, April the 13th, 2023, and we're continuing our study of the big book in the chapter Into Action on page 74, the second paragraph, Notwithstanding the Great Necessity and reading and commenting on that one paragraph only. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Janice S., the 12 Traditions, Deborah M., and readers of the text, Katie G. and Martha Z. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, April the 12th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 20150, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 20155. OA Preamble. All Readers Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who self-suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Janice S. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, this is Janice S. from Tennessee. I'm a compulsive overeater. The 12 steps are, number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Number seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Number 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Number 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Number 12, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message 
to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for the privilege of serving. Have a great day. Thank you, Janice S. And Deborah M. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning. This is Deborah M., a compulsive overeater, recovering in Baltimore. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, thus problems of money, property, and prestige drive us from our primary, divert us from our primary purpose. Tradition seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, O-Readers Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such might never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity in the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve. Thank you, Deborah M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. 
Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter into action, page 74, the second paragraph, notwithstanding the great necessity. Katie F., would you read, sorry, Katie G., would you read for us, please? Good morning, Katie. (laughs) Good morning. This is a Katie. Uh, in Boston. Good morning, Lynn. KDG recovered from compulsive eating. Notwithstanding the great necessity for discussing ourselves with someone, it may be so situated, excuse me, it may be one is so situated that there is no suitable person available. If that is so, this step may be postponed only however, if we hold ourselves in complete readiness to go through with it at the very first opportunity. We say this because we are very anxious that we talk to the right person. It is important that he be able to keep a confidence, that he fully understand and approve of what we are driving at, and that he will not try to change our plan, but we must not use this as an excuse to postpone. So um, uh, in a few, in next paragraph, it's going to tell me that this is a life and death mission. And, uh, you know, it's not that food is a life and death mission. Um, We've been talking about how, for me, you know, I've lived my life trying to be somebody else, doing something else, making you happy. So you make me feel happy. So I get what I want. When I I use phrases like people-pleasing when it's actually manipulation, you know, and I've never been myself, right? And, And all of this work, all of this resentment, it's not reporting how the world victimized me. It's how my thinking, this diseased thinking that I have, that everything is about me and I'm I'm terrified. I'm terrified you're going to reject me. I'm terrified you're not going to love me. And, you know, I don't want to get caught up about being anxious about talking to the right person because um, the right person has always been provided for me by God. But it is important that that person not change my plan, right? Like, I'm not here to have people tell me, oh, you know what, Katie, it's really okay that your father has bailed you out financially and you're 44 years old. Oh, you know what, Katie, it's really okay that you treated people really badly. Oh, you know what, Katie, it's really okay that you um, dominate other people. Like, that's not somebody's job. It's not their job to to like to tell me I'm a terrible person or lock me up in jail, but man, it is is it to hold me lovingly accountable to the woman that I am, and that continues today. Um, my sponsor doesn't try and and change the plan of my nightly inventories of my daily step tens. And you know, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, what makes a sponsor the right sponsor? I don't really know, but it's this thing where. You know how you have that thing going on and you think nobody else sees it and then somebody says it to you and you're like, oh my gosh, they see it, right? And I'm not living a double life. Thank God today to the best of my ability and to my honesty, I don't live double lives. But because of this program, because I'm a sick human being, because I'm an an addict and I still need this recovery, man, does this get transparent and vulnerable. You know, I just had things revealed to me about um, my mismanagement of my time and mismanagement of my money. And what does this have to do with not eating? Because if I continue to dominate the world and its people, and if I continue to harm God's kids with mismanagement of time or mismanagement of money, eating will be a step up. 
That is why this is for me a life and death mission. That is why I'm here for people to to care more about my life. I'll just wrap up with this. Care more about my life than they do about my feelings because I must live in the truth. Why? Because the truth is where God is and God is the only one that can change me. So I'm so grateful to trudge another day with all of you and with that I pass. Thank you, Katie G. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their So if you shared yesterday or the day before, which would be Tuesday or Wednesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Alice W. Terry J. Sonia S. from Philadelphia. Okay, so far we have Alice W., Terry J., Sonia S. Anyone else? All right, let's go with that lineup. Alice W., followed by Terry J. Good morning, Alice. Alice, press star one to unmute, please. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Sorry about that. Yes, thank you. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, what a lovely meeting and thank, um, lovely reading and, and thank you for your service. Um, I just, uh, step five, it, I kind of... It was such a relief when I did it. Um, it was quite a scary one for me. And um, the thing is, I did, I did share stuff that was really, I was really worried about sharing. Um, and I actually did it with a therapist. Um, but it didn't have the same effect because for me, this is, a, you know, this is a spiritual malady. That's what what my my food addiction is. You know, my food was the solution that that is my solution the food <laughs> um it just didn't work and uh, always ended up in complete disaster so then it be you know it was uh, then the problem is me in my head and um and the solution is a spiritual solution and when i was working these steps and i i found the sponsor that god gave me and um and i did it and i didn't always like what uh, you know her feedback because one of my biggest defects is being a victim and i've always revictimized myself and i have been the victim growing up but what i've done is like where i couldn't do anything about it when i was when i was a child is how i reused it you know and and operated out of a victim mentality in all my relationships which was actually very harmful to a lot of people um where they felt doubted mistrusted hurt and it wasn't real. Um, 
and so I wanted my step five to be like oh poor you you know what a victim <laughs> you know that you're a victim and, and then I realized that actually that's not what God wants me to be God wants me to be an empowered woman and my step four and five process is getting me ready for that and what does that look like you know it wasn't useful for me um you know and I've all, I had a, a, this situation, I shared my sponsor, I needed the spiritual solution that came through with that because it was destroying me, this, this thing, um, this person dying, you know, it was absolutely destroying me. And I, when I did the amends on it, I just, yeah, it's been, I, for today, it's been removed. That's a miracle. And that's not with a therapist. Um, and there's nothing, I'm, I'm, you know, they're great. That's outside issue. I can't comment, you know, sorry, just one second. Sorry, one second. No, someone's coming in. Um, you know, there's nothing there's, uh, I've got to go now because I've been distracted. I'm so sorry. But basically that doesn't, that's not the, this, uh, I'm going to stop. I'm so sorry. I've got all flustered now, but, um, I'm just really grateful for this process and I need certain people that actually know and see, where they know me because they know my spiritual malady because we all have the same spiritual malady and someone was sharing once that the the thing that this disease hasn't got is that we all have the same thing you know it's um the disease has got us in every way but it didn't realize that we all had the I same thing we all thank you thanks so much cheers thank you alice w terry j it's your turn, followed by Sonia S. Welcome, Terry. Thank you. Good morning. This is Terry J. in Michigan. Uh, grateful, compulsive overeater. Uh, step five, thank you for your service. Step five <clears throat> has been, um, I think, uh, just admitting the exact nature, you know, just admitting to God, myself, and another human being. You know, I'm okay with the God. I'm okay with admitting it to myself, but not so much to another human being. And that's part of my makeup that the person is going to judge me, they're not going to like me anymore, and all of that rises up. And I know that this program, I can't pick and choose what parts I want to do and what parts I don't want to do because it is spiritual in nature. And I can't slide through and somebody else has to do it. And God is going to overlook me doing it the way that I want to do it. And so that's been a stumbling block for me with step five. And I, I'm beginning to recognize that that stumbling block, I can't skip this and say, okay, well, I'm going to go and just work the rest of the steps all the way, the way they're required or the way they're suggested to be worked. I have to work each step, including step five to achieve the outcome that I so desperately want, which is uh, recovered from this spiritual malady, recognizing that that's the problem, that I suffer from a spiritual malady, which includes the disease of compulsive 
and obsessive overeating and other behaviors, the character defects and all the things that are a result of my disease. So just listening to the shares and more than listening to the shares, reading the material, seeking God, asking God to give me the courage. You know, the serenity prayer says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference, you know. So that's my prayer today, the courage to do a thorough fifth step and leave the rest to God and not worry about, you know, people may judge me. The person I share with might, but that's not my business. That's God's business. So thanks for hearing my voice this morning. Thanks for um, letting me share. And everybody have an awesome, awesome Thursday. Thank you, Terry J. Sonia S., it's your turn. Please go ahead, Sonia. Hi, this is Sonia S. from Philadelphia. And um, yeah, there are times when I feel really compelled to share. And I'm so grateful to God for this program. I came in last October and had a really powerful spiritual experience. And I've stayed. I've had some breaks. I've had several sponsors. Um, And in the last month, I was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. And thank you, God. Um, I have been comforted um, by my higher power and by the fellowship and by friends and family. And um, the sponsor that I'm working with is, um, it almost seems so unreal because she's a person who kind of reminds me of myself, but she's much older and wiser. And she's about 24 years older than me. And um, I see such beauty and light and love in her. And I want that. And I last night just finished doing step two and we were reviewing a little bit about steps three and four and talking a little bit about four. And I really feel at peace with sharing some very intimate things with her. I started to do so last night and it felt really safe and natural. Um, And I'm just so grateful for that because um, being diagnosed with cancer has made me look at life in a very different way. It's heightened my gratitude um, for my sobriety. I'm 17 years sober from alcohol and cigarettes, and now um, I'm in OA. And um, and I have I, I have a lot of hope that I'm going to be able to let go of all this this junk and the sex inventory stuff. You know, I've oh, made, thank you, God, I've made tremendous progress. Like when I first did my first fourth and fifth step in AA when I first came in, oh my goodness, like, boy, was that, like, filled with a whole bunch of yucky stuff that I had done, and I've, you know, been married to the same person for 16 years, and I've been faithful to him, and um, that's a product of, or, of, of being sober today, and now I'm 
thank you, God. Today I woke up, you know, sober, abstinent in the food. And um, I'm planning on, um, you know, continuing to work these steps. And I'm so grateful um, for for that. And I have benefited from every single sponsor I've had. I might, be, I might have had like eight or nine already. Um, but each one has helped me. And this, this, the one I'm working with now is, is definitely um, a fellow and friend for life. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Sonia S. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later this morning, we are continuing our study of the big book and the chapter into action on page 74, the second paragraph, notwithstanding the great necessity. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. Uh, So if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Nicole from California. Okay, I think I heard Nicole. Is that right? Yes, Nicole R. And there was another voice there? Barbara G. Yvette L. Barbara P. So far, I have Nicole R. Barbara G, Yvette L, and Barbara P. Would anybody else like to share? Jessica C. Julie C. Okay, great. We have our lineup. Thank you. We've got Paul R, Barbara G, Yvette L, Barbara P, Jessica C, and Julie C. Nicole R, please go ahead. Thank you, thanks for your service. I'm Nicole R, uh, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in California. Um, so notwithstanding, that means, you know, notwithstanding the great necessity, um, like someone before said, this is a life and death matter. Um, and it says if no um, suitable person is available, it's not, you know, maybe that person isn't available. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't exist. Um, and then, um, you know, a lot of this is kind of like at this point in the in the book, um, we're living in fear. And if we want that fifth step promise, which is in another couple paragraphs, our fears fall from us. But at this point, we have to take the cur- like we have to take the courageous action to you know. Um, to share and um, I mean share our secrets and um, admit our defects, admit our wrongs, um, and you know maybe it would help to know that we've done it, that I've done it, like recovered compulsive overeaters have done it, um, and we're here, and um, you know to let you know that you're not alone. We all have to take this step, um, and it's you know, you're not really hurting anyone except for yourself by holding on to these secrets. Um, but we all want 
everyone to be free from this um, from this disease. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to um, encourage the newcomer um, to, you know, take this step, and, and it, um, it's going to be okay. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Nicole R. Next, we have Barbara G., followed by Yvette L. Welcome, Barbara. Yes, good morning. My name is Barbara G., and I'm very grateful to be here on this line this morning and uh, also to be able to share uh, suitable and uh, the right person are the words that uh, uh, struck me the most this morning. And uh, looking back, I see that uh, I did not choose somehow this suitable and right in the sense that God really did a lot of work there. Because if I had to rely on myself and on the level of control I put into my life, especially at the beginning of my recovery and sometimes still today, I would have, as I have experienced sometimes, find found myself in much trouble because uh, I used to be driven by perfectionism, by appearance, where whether God in choosing this right and suitable person for me and for my step five knew so much better. And in fact, all the sponsors I've had, uh, effective sponsors with whom I have really worked the steps according to our instructions on the book uh, have been perfect every time they have been perfect and they when and when they cease to be the right and suitable candidates God uh, just and uh, and also another thing that struck me in this paragraph is uh, the attentiveness that we have to give while being the listener, so while being on the other side, while being sponsors. And uh, I'm very grateful that I've always had a very uh, caring and uh, caring persons, caring sponsors who have uh, both given me that attentive, uh, welcoming space, but also have taught me to give the same, which I have uh, not been able to do, of course, at the beginning, because I've been a very, very perfect sponsor at the, in the early times of my recovery. But because I uh, have so far, by the grace of God, never ceased to try to do my best and to be willing one day at a time, I, I, I am more able today to give that attentive human welcoming space that is necessary when someone approaches me to uh, to give me practically their heart. And, and this also enlarges my trust every time I do it again, because uh, it's a matter of a lifetime. Even if I, now the last step four I did was a few months ago on some contingent stuff. Thank you. But every day, it's a good day for a good inventory. And with this, I'll pass. Thanks for God. Gonna have a good day. Thank you, Barbara G. Yvette L., it's your turn, followed by Barbara P. 
Good morning, Yvette. Good morning. Um, thank you for your service. My name's Yvette L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Connecticut. Um, and yeah, this is a life or death uh, mission for me um, to continue to take inventory um, every day. It's a process um, because uh, if I don't do this work, um, I don't really have much of a life. Um, when I was in the food, um, that's what ruled my life. And uh, gratefully today, um, that power greater than myself guides my life. Um, but I've got to keep doing this work. Um, you know, the last three steps are pretty clear. The instructions are pretty clear in the big book about um, how I maintain fit spiritual condition and inventory is part of that process. Um, when I walked into these rooms over 30 years ago, I felt morally defective. So the idea of moral inventory um, wasn't possible. Um, you know, I don't feel that same way. God um, has changed uh, the way that I think. Um, yeah, I've got defects. Um, I don't have to hide anymore. Gratefully, I don't have to hide. Um, God helps me. That power helps me each and every day to look honestly um, and constructively at my life. And that is a miracle in my life today. Um, so thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Yvette L. Barbara P., it's your turn, followed by Jessica C. Welcome, Barbara. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Barbara P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering what they mean when they wrote that he will not try to change our plan. That You know, they're describing the, the perfect person, the right person, to hear my my fifth step. Um, and the other two seem really clear to me, but what what is my plan? You know, and I've, I'm dwelling on that, and I think there's two things. One could be my plan with the steps, because I'm following a very prescribed process, and I don't want anybody to water that down or change that process. I want to just go through as the you know as the book gives the instructions, because this worked so well for this first 100. But the second thing I think about is the people, I have lots of people in my life that I can go to with my story and they will, oh, they will give me such beautiful, sweet sympathy and you poor thing and I would have done the same thing and you don't worry about that and they'll try and make me feel better in, in a lot of different ways. That never gave me freedom from shame or pain and certainly not the food. But this process does, and I think that's why they say this as this third sort of requirement for someone. He won't try and change our plan. I don't want anybody to block the truth. And the truth of it is, I have a, a, even if it's a small part, I have a part in everything that's happened in my life. And that's what I'm trying to understand better. I want to know that part. So that person who is going to try and change the motive and make me feel better, and it, and they do that out of wonderful intentions. I have those friends, and I still go to them sometimes if I want to, oh, honey, you poor thing. I know who to go to for that, but I really in this process want someone who will help me objectively see, hmm, this is where I'm falling a little short. This is where I'm cre creating my own problem, really. Um, where where this is where it is. And what's my plan? My plan is freedom. My That is my ultimate plan. I'm not doing this because it's fun or anything else. I'm doing this because I want freedom from food and I want freedom from shame and pain. And, and well, there's no, you know, you can't totally avoid pain, but 
from shame, from misery. I have heard the expression, you know, pain is necessary, but misery is optional. And I want, I want um, freedom from that misery. So, um, yeah, I think that's the plan for today. Uh, Barbara P. in Georgia, and thanks, I'll pass. Thank you, Barbara P. Jessica C., it's your turn, followed by Julie C. Good morning, Jessica. Hi, Lynn. Good morning. Hi, this is Jessica C., recovered compulsive overeater. I'm in Ontario, Canada. Um, I was compelled to share because I, you know, I wanted to talk about um, my experience of doing the fifth step with with a sponsor who um, pointed out my patterns in my defects and, you know, um, brought to me new definitions of selfishness and dishonesty um, that I wasn't uh, aware of um, prior to doing my, my last fifth step where, where I, you know, she helped me see that, um, you know, I'm being dishonest in um, expecting people to be, different than what they've shown me that they who they are um that I'm being dishonest and expecting other people to fulfill me and and the truth is is that I need to go to my higher power for um fulfillment for my for my validation um you know something that happened during my fifth step um that showed me I was speaking to the right person I I did my fifth step at the height of COVID and um, in my fifth step, I included, I had a resentment towards, you know, groups uh, of people who weren't aligned with my values, I guess, around how the pandemic should be handled. Um, And, and she had a different point of view, a much different point of view than I did. And, and we actually um, we actually started to sort of debate those different points of view around the pandemic, and and we actually had to take a, a break um, during the fifth step. It 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 became a I guess a distraction. We had to take a break, and um, uh, you know we connected again that same day and. And we we kept moving through my fifth step, I guess. Is what I'm trying to say is this person was, uh, you know, recovered enough to, I guess, see her part in in what had happened, and I and and I I trusted her enough to keep going. Um, I also want to talk about my, um, you know, doing ten step inventories with other fellows and going to people who. I know are going to provide clear guidance to me. Um, I just recently did a 10 step around exercise obsession and a fellow showed me that even though I don't exercise obsessively, the fact that I obsess about exercise um, is a block to my higher power and that I'm putting, you know, exercise or thoughts of it, planning it, planning to do it, et cetera. I'm putting that, ahead of my higher power and um, that I need to take some action here. And I just so appreciate that guidance. Like I don't want to be coddled and told that it's, so it's fine. I'm not that I can keep doing what I'm doing. I don't, that's not what I need. So 
just grateful to have, you know, fellows that I can, that can be, I guess, a channel to my higher power. So I'll pass with that. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica C. Julie C., it's your turn. Welcome, Julie. Hi, everybody. I'm Julie C. I'm in Newton, Massachusetts, and this is actually my first time sharing on this meeting. And I appreciate so much everybody's shares. I relate to so many of them. I, too, obsess over a million things. And I really just wanted to say thank you to Katie G. for her share. Um, I have struggled in this program for, I don't know, maybe 25 years off and on. And, um, you know, I, I liked how she talked about mismanagement of other things will lead to the food. So um, that really resonated with me. There are definitely things in my life that I feel are, I like the word mismanagement. It's somewhat kind. And, um, and you know, possibly leading to the food, I'm not sure. But I just wanted to uh, say my appreciation and say hello that I am um, coming back and new again. And thank you to everybody for their honest shares. Thanks so much. Thank you, Julie C. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read and all the we value your experience. We ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you share it on Tuesday or Wednesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me to hear everybody. Who would like to share? Could you please tell me what paragraph uh, we are on? Uh, this morning I was a little late. We're on page 74, the second paragraph, notwithstanding the great necessity. Thanks so much. Bonnie M. Anyone else? I bought you. Thank you, Bonnie. Rosa R. Sorry, what was the name? Rosa R. Okay. We've got Bonnie M. and Rosa R. Anyone else? Anita L. Joanne P. From Ohio. Who was that from Ohio, please? At Donna K. Great. Okay, let me tell you who we have. Bonnie M., Rosa R., Anita L., Joanne P., and Donna K. Anyone else? All right, Bonnie M., could you start us off, please? Hi, I'm Bonnie. I'm a compulsive overeater um, in relapse. And um, I've been listening every morning um, and 
obsessing about program. Uh, I was in it before. I did very well. Tried to manage it on my own. And this morning we were talking about honesty and speaking with other people, and it really resonated that I need to do that again. Um, so I just really wanted to claim my seat. I just wanted to speak a little bit. And because right now I feel kind of lost in the woods, I don't know what to do. So um, I appreciate being here. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie M. Rosa R., you're up next, followed by Anita L. Good morning, Rosa. Good morning. This is Rosa R., recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Um, Oh, goodness. I definitely needed a step five reminder. Um, I'm doing step 12 work right now, but it's quite amazing how we we work these steps every day, really. We have to kind of... um, go through them again daily Um, and I think the piece that um, this piece isn't exactly talking about it here it's talking more about admitting it but before we can admit um, our faults to another person we have to get honest about what those are and what I've been hearing this morning is you know for me I have uh, a character defect of rationalization which is a very specific flavor of dishonesty. Um, And it is something that I am powerless over. However, um, I need other fellows to help me walk through it. Um, It's one of those defects that it's so easy for me not to see my faults in in any situation. And um, this is a a big reason why this is a we program because I think even the the big book or one of the 12 and 12s calls it our ancient enemy rationalization. Um, And so if I can't admit to myself that I've harmed someone, um, I can't admit it to God. I can't admit it to another human being. Um, And so sometimes just talking through a situation that's occurred in my past with another fellow that'd be like, "Ah, did you think about this? Did you think about that? Um, And it just helps you see it in a whole new way. It helps you see your part. Um, so it is really essential, and what a gift that we have this program, that we can talk to other compulsive readers who have, you know, I, I feel like a common theme with us is we're very good at, at recognizing the flaws in other people, um, which is a defect, but can also be used as an asset because we can also help our fellows see what what they're blind to, what they might be making rationalizations about. Um, and so... Um, I'm just feeling humble today. There's a situation that um, for a while I've, I've been rationalizing my part and I do own, I own amends and I um, early on thought I could get out of it or, you know, I, I heard something that, oh, well, maybe it's going to cause harm if I do this. But now that I'm really um, just deeper into my recovery and have gotten to witness other um, compulsive readers who are recovered their recovery, which is such a gift um, through through step ten. I'm just realizing I own them in. So uh, so grateful for this meeting and everyone on it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Rosa R. Anita L. It's your turn, followed by Joanne P. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, everybody. Uh, thank you for calling on me. My name is Anita L. From outside of Philadelphia. And I'm grateful to share today. It's been a while. 
Um, the reason why I decided to, you know, want to speak is because I just completed this step on Saturday with my sponsor, and um, it was a beautiful experience. So I just wanted to share that for anyone who is fearful of, uh, first of all, writing a fourth step and then sharing it with someone. And I remember reading, I forget if it's the OA or AA 12 and 12, where it says, this is the first time we come to meet and um, I guess develop a relationship with our higher power. And isn't that what the steps are all about? Getting a relationship growing and deepening a relationship with power because only power can restore me to sanity. So uh, anyway, I'm grateful for that. And I wanted to just relate in to the paragraph directly where it says the first sentence, the great necessity for discussing ourselves with someone. So it's a necessity. I must do this or I won't be free. And, that, you know, I am so selfish. I want it all. I want to be totally free. And this is one way to begin to get there by sharing my defects, my the harms that I've done with others in the past. And I've done so many inventories that this is pretty much from the last one, plus a few that just keep hanging in there with me. And um, we hold ourselves in complete readiness to go through with it at the first opportunity. So I don't you know, uh, pause. I just keep moving on with the steps as quickly as possible uh, because this is easy to go back into the food between three and four and four and five, and I don't want to do that today. I want to be happy, joyous, and free, and I need to keep a confidence that this person who I'm sharing my inventory will fully understand what I am doing and most importantly um, it says uh, no I'm not seeing it says we must so here's a must we must not use this as a mere excuse to postpone but what I was thinking was um, I thought it talked about keeping a confidence It, it might there but my sponsor said to me at the very end before we hung up I just want you to know this is something I will keep and never share with anyone else. And that is, thank you, so freeing to know that I could share my deep, darkest secrets with someone and it will not go further. And that's how it works. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Anita L. Joanne P., you're up next, followed by Donna K. Welcome, Joanne. Joanne, please press star one to unmute. Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne P. from Pennsylvania. Oh, a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, thank you for giving me this opportunity to share. And, um, you know, I just wanted to say that in doing my fifth step 
more than once because I did struggle getting through this. I am so grateful for um, my sponsor who really helped me to um, realize this is a WE program. We are we are uh, in this together, and if we abandon ourselves to our higher power, we can feel the freedom, um, the humility by just being honest and willing to um, share who we are with someone else helps us to put our lives in order because, you know, our real purpose is to um, serve others, to be of maximum service to God and to others. And I just love our fellowship and these 12 steps and these first five steps. I remember the first time I did step five, I was like so concerned about it, but um, having I've had two sponsors, actually, and both of them made me feel like you're not alone. You know, these looking for patterns in my behavior, um, just helping me to understand who I am so that I can um, be a better person and continue working these steps and surrender, really, my will and my, you know, all my self-centeredness and everything else. Uh, that goes along with it to God and um, to accept people and to be humble. And I just encourage all of you to to, um, continue on with these steps and know that by being rigorously honest and um, working with someone as that you can trust, as I do trust my sponsor so much. Um, yeah, it's really a wonderful place to be. And our fellowship gives us the opportunity then to help other people the way we have been helped. So our service to others keeps us um, abstinent and humbly asking God to remove our character defects after we figure out what they are and doing this this step really helped me to see who I was. Yeah, so thank you for letting me share and um with that I pass. Thank you, Joanne P. And Donna Kay, you've got about a minute and a half, so please Donna, go ahead. Hi, good morning. It's Donna Kay from Ohio. Thanks for letting me share. Uh Ditto with everything that's been shared already. Uh, my experience has been take the re- traditional roots of sharing, you know, with religious leaders, but first pass, and then as the several five steps I've done have gone on, they've gotten closer and better. The list has gotten shorter. Um, the trust has been building faster of other persons, and um, it, it's worth it. <laughs> It's worth it to take the plunge. Hold your nose, put your earplugs in, and jump in. It's going to be better. I'm starting to love and care about myself and others and my new relationship with uh, my higher power. So 
Anyway, that's it. All right. Thanks so much for letting me share. Have a good day. Thank you, Donna Kay. And thank you to everyone who shared and to Team Thursday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Thursday, April the 13th, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 20157. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Martha Z, would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Lynn. Good morning, my friends in recovery. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. <coughs> that will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.